I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. podcast that finishes your workday in a very Red Raider way. This is the Tech Talk podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. It is Tech Talk here on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. Clint Scott, Dr. Mike Gustafson, Kyler Brown behind the glass taking care of us. Red Raider baseball coming up here at 630 uh, on Double T 97.3, taking on the Tennessee Volunteers Game 1. Uh, Gus, I, I asked small view, big view, you said for me to pick, so I will go uh, small view to start. We will, uh, as the uh, or, the beautiful organ music. I can tell you're at a stadium. That's that's good. That's a good sound to hear. That is a yeah, good is. sound to hear. Uh, all right, so when you look at the three – Taking on Tennessee, Nebraska, uh, uh, and of course Oregon on Sunday. Tennessee ranked in every single poll, top ten uh, opponent, um, a, a team that feels certainly like it has uh, Omaha aspirations and a legit roster to do so. Do you like that? Out of the three, you're starting out with them uh, to begin your season. Oh. Um. I don't know. Yeah, you're you're probably right that whatever happens on uh, – they may come in here with the, the biggest pedigree, I guess, because they were an Omaha team last year, um, you know, returned a pretty good chunk of frontline talent from that team. But, nah, I don't know. I mean, certainly what the Rangers want out of it is a good good crowd. You know, which, uh, that's understandable. And uh, hopefully Red Raider Nation will turn out for that. Um but yeah, I don't. I don't know that there's a whole lot to be gained. You know, you're obviously not playing the other two Big Twelve teams in this, no matter how it's shaped up. So you're, you know, get to watch OU, get to watch Baylor, and they get to watch you, but you're not going to compete against them. Now this time next year, when this is a, you know, bunch of SEC and Big Ten teams running around, <laughs> all bets are off. Because, <laughs> uh, because I would think still is, you know, returning Omaha team rankings all that stuff there's still things that they're probably trying to figure out and sure. um, i mean as 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 good of a team as you're seeing uh on night one of your season i would have to think that the volunteers are thinking a similar thing like oh man you get the you had texas tech night one uh who's coming in with a lot of aspirations on their own talented roster have been in this before this exact event this exact ballpark um, a lot of guys who are familiar here uh, with the area. Um, you'd have to think that Tennessee would be having, you know, uh, either excitement or dread, whatever side you want to go, having the same feelings uh, about you. Yeah, I would think so. And they probably recognize that we'll, uh, you know, we'll have a, a pretty good turnout, you know, in terms of uh, fans and, you know, just so, sort of having that advantage, I guess, if you will. Um, you know, and, and, you know, fans that follow tech baseball and have followed for a while will know that, you know, know the name Frank Anderson. Uh, and Frank was the pitching coach at tech all through the 90s. And he's now a seventh year pitching coach uh, 
at Tennessee. And so and he was on with that for Nashby a couple Saturdays ago and or maybe last Saturday, I guess. But, uh, you know, so that's that's uh, there, there's connections. I, I don't think there's going to be a lot of unfamiliarity here with, you know, with either of these teams. And, uh, you know, Matt Gardner came up through, you know, pitched for Frank and, and their philosophies are very similar. And so this, you know, the, it's just a, for two teams that don't really face each other very much, there's probably a decent amount of familiarity. Uh, so night one, it's not going to be Beam, who you're going up against. It's Russell, uh, nope. who limited stats from last year, but the stats you have were very, very impressive. What, freshman All-American last year? Uh, coming in with a lot of expectations of his own. Uh, it seems like, although it might not have been the pitcher some were expecting, you've got a, a very hefty feat to go up against with your lineup night one. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, he, he you, know, you said it, freshman All-America, 0.89 ERA, so a ridiculous ERA last year as a freshman, uh, all out of the pen in 30-plus innings. And so you know, obviously flipping a really talented arm to the uh, to the rotation there, and Clint, that's a uh, a six foot six right hander, and so you take his six foot six and you put it up against Kyle Robinson six foot six, and it's uh, you know Robinson's obviously in the draft picture this year, draft eligible, and I don't believe Russell is, but still, you know, probably gonna be some radar guns back there behind the home plate, <laughs> take, making notes tonight because these are. Uh, you know these these are two big arms and big bodies and you know what it looks like at the at the higher levels. Kyle Robinson, uh, I think the the first Red Raider to start opening nights back to back years since Davis Martin in seventeen and eighteen. Now last year's was maybe not the most memorable way to uh, start the season for Robinson. What are you looking for out of him tonight? Yeah, I, you know, I hope that it's the first step toward a good year for him in, in many respects, you know, the, and it's what you said. He did get the, the Friday start on opening night last year, or actually opening afternoon, if I remember correctly, wasn't sharp, was working out of the pen later on, and then went, I think, six or seven scoreless deep into relief in that A&M game at Minute Maid last year. And, you know, and so he had these ups and downs to a season that were, uh, you know, really interesting um, at his best. Um, you know, the, the fastball has big sink and you're coming out of a six foot six frame and a lot of life. And, you know, but but he's like anybody else. All that stuff's good. If, uh, you know, but if he's landing the breaking ball and all that stuff's down, I mean, he's he's, uh, you know, got a chance to be really, really good. And uh you know, if, if he's spotty with his low command and, you know, not throwing enough strikes like different stretches through the year last year, then, you know, he won't pitch like a Friday guy. But, boy, the, the sky's the limit for him. And I know there's a lot of optimism in the, uh, you know, among the coaching staff for him. You know, and it wouldn't be the first guy to take the, a little bit of a step forward as a sophomore and then hopefully a lot of step forward as a junior. We watched Beckel do that last year. So okay, let me let me ask you this then for your expectations. I'll give you two different options and we're gonna hope for the first, obviously. First option is he has great outing, you know, you get quite a bit of innings out of him tonight. Uh, and then, you know, maybe you're bringing in one or two guys 
for just a few innings of work. Who's first in that scenario? And in the other scenario, if it's closer to last year, is the first name you see on the mound, do you think that's different or do you think it matters? Um, no, I, I mean, I, I would say the answer to your your scenario there, if it's, if it's a clean inning, you know, if it's a clean five innings and they're handing it off to somebody, um, you know, there, there may be some interest in right, left, I don't know, and what they've got, the you know, what Tech has in, in their pen are two guys that have pitched a bunch from both the right and left side and, and Josh Sanders and Ryan Free. So what I don't know until I see their lineup is what how um, how, how Tennessee is. Are they really right-handed? Are they really left-handed? Whereas Tech's lineup this year is going to be pretty balanced. It could be a five and a four. You know, which is good because you can't just stack a left-hander or stack a right-hander and create much advantage. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we will keep going here on Tech Talk. You've got us on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. And we'll get Gus's thoughts on the big view for the season as well and look more into this weekend as Red Raider baseball. Uh, is there in Arlington for the college showdown? Starting with Tennessee tonight, 6.30. It's Tech Talk here on Double T 97.3. The podcast that finishes your workday in a very Red Raider way. This is the Tech Talk podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Happy Friday. It's Tech Talk here on Double T 97.3, double T97.3.com. Clint Scott, Dr. Mike Gustafson, Kyler Brown behind the glass. You kind of have a, a superhero pose going on right now. You're doing yeah. a power stance right there. It's kind of intimidating from this angle. <laughs> no, I'm just standing <laughs> up here for a minute. We went small view earlier, Gus. I want to go big view now for uh, Red Raider Baseball. And uh, I want to get your thoughts on this. Now, Choice and I the past couple of days have – gone over some of these, but I want to see uh, who, who you're interested in. So start with with this. Uh, one player, you get one, okay? One player uh, that you're most interested to see how their season plays out this year. Who is it and why? Um, I'll go TJ Pompey um, just because he's a bit of an unknown, but I think it's I think it's a high ceiling for the, the kid. Um special level of talent you know tim told us and i think it circulated he told john and i last week but i think it circulated you know throughout that this time last year they didn't think they were going to get tj like tj was going to be signing a pro contract uh, and so it's a high talent dude big rangy good looking body out there at shortstop that can do all the things and he has hit some bombs and drives the ball the other way and like does some things in a way that you know, I'm I'm trying to tamp down my enthusiasm for it because uh, I think it's kind of as you know the, the sky's the limit for him. He he's got a chance to be special, but we'll you know that doesn't mean he's going to be brilliant here this weekend because I would imagine the uh, you know the, the butterflies will be turning big, especially for a DFW kid. I mean, it's got to that. I mean, I think it would be I think they'd be buzzing anyway, but I think they'd be buzzing for first game. In the big league park, you know, the, the team you've grown up down the street from. I mean, just there's a lot going on. So, uh, but, you know, I, I hope he bursts onto the scene and is somebody that everybody's talking about and buzzing about by the end of this tournament, but we'll see. 
So let's keep going with, with new faces. If I throw out, you know, some of the names, uh, like well, obviously him and then like maybe a Mac Hewer or yeah. some guys that have played some ball, Cade McGee, Max Huffling, like all of that list who's new to the program, who else kind of sparks your interest? Uh and 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 say the question again. Who am I interested in following this progressing the season? Right. Yeah. It was kind of a season conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think a uh, you know I, I feel like Cash and those guys are are enough of a known commodity that uh, I mean certainly need them to be productive. It'd be great if he wants to hit twenty five home runs again or whatever it was. But uh, that's asking a lot. But you know, so so we need all the guys that we think are pretty good to be good, certainly. Um, but you know, Hewer's another guy, and and I don't know at the end of the year that we're going to look up and see Matt Hewer among the team's leader in innings. I, I don't know, but um, it's it's it, there's a lot of upside with that dude. Big, you know, big body, impressive guy drafted last last summer. Um, you know, and, and I'm sure they're going to need him to carry some kind of a load. And I'll be curious how that how that goes. Is he going to be like Davis Martin, where it's some bullpen early and then handed the ball on weekends, or is it going to be some midweek starts? I mean, you know, he, he may pitch tonight out of the pen. I don't know, but he's, uh, you know, I, I know he's someone they're excited about, and uh, you know, it feels like for this team to be all that we would all like them to be, they'll need to get production out of him or someone like him. So okay, no known commodity. Uh, you 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 know you talked about Gavin Cash. We've talked a lot about you know Kevin Bazell, um, and all valid reasons. It feels like they're the, the two big names really leading uh, into the season. But you take a look at Gavin Cash and just how excellent of a season he had. Uh, it just doesn't seem like you know it's going to be really hard to get back to twenty six. What 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 are your expectations? Does it feel like maybe a twenty year on the long ball, and then still you know a bunch of RBIs, or or, or what do you think of his season? Because he's certainly going to be on every team's radar whenever yeah. they see the Red Raiders. And and think about it. I mean, we have to sort of remember how it went down the stretch for him. He really struggled at the end of the year last year. Um, mm-hmm. The power's big. Now he hit, did hit the home run that beat Florida. To put us up in the winners bracket in in Gainesville, and we know how good that Florida team was. That was the national runner up. Um, but that you know, he, he, and, and so I don't want to say he disappeared, but there was a book on him at the end of the year, and uh, you know he'll have to adjust to that. And a lot of that had to do with just pitch selection, you know, mm-hmm. hitting hitting the strikes and taking the balls because he's got big juice and he can do big damage. Um, but what's he gonna be? You know, what's he going to be, um, you know, I think depends on some of that stuff because if he if he spends a lot of this year like he spent the very end last year, it's going to be a lot more of a struggle. Um, but if he if he kind of settles back in, and I'll be interested to see where he's at and how they structure the lineup to see how, you know, if, if he's protected by someone, you know, if he hits closer to the top and Bazell or somebody like that's behind him. I'm just curious to see how all that goes. I'm I'm really interested in uh, like Tracer Lopez. He moves over to second and, and kind of a guy that whenever you go through the big names 
um, that we've talked about for Red Raider baseball this year. You know, you have to get through a few names before you get back to Tracer Lopez, and he was a guy we talked about so much. Felt like you couldn't say Tracer Lopez without following it with, by the way, he should be a high school senior. Like it was like a legal obligation to say Tracer Lopez, by the way, he should be uh, a a high school senior. What what are you looking for from him this year? I'll be curious. I I think the leadoff – hitter question is going to be interesting for this team and he he's among the candidates for that but um i'll be uh i i think that you know if if the pompey at short and tracer at second thing plays out it's it's going to create a much more athletic middle infield than we had really that we hadn't in a in a while um those those two dudes should be able to cover some ground and pick it and turn some exciting double plays mcgee's McGee flashes at third as well. And so, you know, I I hope he finds a home at second and can really settle in. We all have the knowledge that he can go to short and play, but uh, it's going to be when you can play a guy like Tracer Lopez at second base, again, if that plays out that way, that should be a pretty good defensive club. Okay, so we'll jump forward to Sunday and, and not just, you know, for the, the matchup, against Oregon, but Jack Washburn, there's starter number three, yeah. at least to start things out. What did you think of that? Yeah, I, I'm excited by that. Um, you know, it's, he, he was a guy that, uh, you know, this time last year we were interested in seeing how he'd be used, what the stuff looks like, you know, team, team USA, team USA talent, uh, you know, has a world series ring. I mean, there, there's, there's a, so much that goes into his story. Um, you know, dad was a big leaguer. Of course, we know all that because we've been around Owen for a couple of years. But he's, uh, you know, he's a, uh, you know, a pretty good talent. And this is a draft situation. I know he wants to play professionally. And so he's, uh, you know, what he does and what that looks like will be fascinating to, to see. Red Raider baseball uh, coming up at 630, taking on the Tennessee Volunteers. Keep it right here on Double T 97.3. The podcast put together with Red Raider fans in mind. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. It is Tech Talk here on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. Clint Scott, Dr. Mike Gustafson, live from Globe Life for Red Raider Baseball. Just a few hours away from kicking off their 2024 campaign. Kyler Brown behind the glass, uh, taking care of us. Uh, Gus, just for a moment, we'll get Kyler's play of the day here in just a little bit uh, as well. Uh, just for a second, I'm going to branch away from baseball, if that's all right. If you yeah, remember. absolutely. Okay. Um, I saw this story, and it is it hasn't happened to me yet in my life, and now that I bring it up, it's going to at some point, just because it is one of my absolute nightmares. I wouldn't say I'm all the way claustrophobic. But I would say that I'm uh, claustrophobic adjacent, perhaps. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. I wouldn't say I love small spaces. There we go. That's a good way to say it. You know, especially as a bigger guy, uh, those walls start to close in. So maybe I, I am claustrophobic. <laughs> Did you? Uh, I know you're a big Fairleigh Dickinson basketball fan. Did you see what happened last night? No. So the uh, the Knights took a little uh, trip to Long Island to uh, play in a conference game against Long Island and there's an elevator uh, that they take to go to the floor and so they're getting ready 
they uh, are about to take their final trip on the court. From there on, it's going to be, you know, introductions and final pregame stuff and atmosphere uh, for whatever Long Island and the Sharks do for their pregame. And you're in the zone. You're ready to play a game, right? Uh, they're third in the Northeast Conference right now. So they're ready to go. Uh, and they get stuck in the elevator for 17 minutes. <laughs> oh. Yeah, and the, and the crowd's ready to go. And they're whipping everyone into a frenzy. Like, hang on. <laughs> it, was a, it was a great game. I'll tell you what. It ended up going to overtime. And I think I'll say... As someone who doesn't care on either side, good for Fairleigh Dickinson because they were on the winning side in overtime. They won it 84 to 82. But, oh, my gosh. Could you imagine, like, everything you do to stay sure. in rhythm and, mm-hmm. and all the things you do in pregame uh, starting from the very morning and then right before – like, you go through your entire day, night game, and then the final steps before you get to actually playing the game after taking care of all that. Oh, by the way, you're stuck in an elevator with, I don't know how many guys on it, but your entire team. So, Yeah, and you're keyed up and, like, you know, coaches whipped you into a frenzy the whole deal. And then you just, yeah, shut it down. And oh, man. A tough, tough deal there. Yeah, good, good on them for good on them for finding themselves and going and competing. Could you imagine? I mean, obviously winning that game, yeah that's, yeah, that's something else, especially on the road. Could could you imagine if that was, like, <laughs> to that point, that was, like, the coach's best pregame speech of all time? Because they're, uh, here you go, here's your history. They're coming off yeah. back-to-back losses. Guys, tonight's right. the night we get right. We, our dreams are in our grasp. We just got to reach for it and grab it. And they're like, woo ready to run through the walls. Like, nope, you're uh, stuck in the elevator for 17 minutes. Yeah. Enjoy that. Somebody pushed the alarm. <laughs> Somebody, can you imagine? Uh, what would be worse, having to be stuck in the elevator for 17 minutes, or and I'm I'm doubting that there was like elevator music in this specific elevator, but yeah, listen to I'm elevator music for 17 minutes. Probably, yeah, you'd think that's probably like a freight elevator situation, you know, some some yeah. kind of back thing, especially if the you know the majority of the lineup or the whole lineup, you know, 15 guys are in there. My goodness, yeah, I don't know. I, uh, yeah, I, I'm guessing. Yeah, with that in mind, I'm, I'm, it's probably a music-free environment there. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, Kyler, please hit us up with your play of the day. Those are from way downtown. Oh my! Oh my goodness, Clark from a mile away. And is there any other way? Is there any other way, Caitlin Clark? Broken the record. Scoops a pass to Clark. Logo three. Got it. 22 is now number one. Caitlin Clark is the NCAA's all time scoring. A moment so big, I decided to include both the televised call and the radio call. Caitlin Clark is now the highest scorer in NCAA women's basketball history. She only needed eight points when the game started ended with 49 and of course she makes a 35 foot three-pointer to do so uh her impact that she's had not only on college women's sports but i mean you could argue she's the most exciting player to watch even if you include some of the men's side of college uh, basketball she's just she's electric man and i hope she continues to help improve ladies uh, college basketball i mean she's she's certainly uh a tv draw Right, I mean that's why. What well, you had like some of the best numbers, ever. and it wasn't just her, by the way. 
Um, she, she's obviously a leader in that, but uh, the steps that they've taken to make uh, like the, the women's tournament uh, more and more of a kind of must-watch type feel, it helps when you have an incredible player like that, though, uh, setting records and, and feels like, boy, is, is the next... Because you've had to be fair, and and I've seen a lot of this. Like the this player is, is better when you go up. Like whoever broke it, and, and you know, starting from from way back, whenever women's college basketball was getting into the under the NCAA umbrella, like there have been, there's been a pioneer. It feels like for every single generation, and she happens to be this one. Well said. Yeah. And I don't, I, I don't think there needs to be the, oh well, I'm, I'm more of a fan of of this player, so we need to tear down or whatever what's happening now, um, and and all sides will do it, and that's just part of, this part of sports and a, a part of fandoms. But um, what she's what she's done has been incredible, and she is just an insanely fun player to watch. Yeah, there, there, there's no doubt, and I think. Uh... You know, she. It, it, you talk about sort of transcendent. Last night, I had the, the Kansas City in the hotel room getting dressed and stuff for the Hall of Fame stuff, and I had the local news on, just one of the stations, and I guess it rolled into maybe CBS. Must have been CBS, and uh, you know, they did a segment on this. You know, right after the Gaza hospital thing. You know, I mean, like just mm-hmm. very serious national news, and then Caitlin Clark. And, you know, that, that's that's usually when you've stepped outside of the sports realm when mm-hmm. it rises to the level of that, you know, that news. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I, I, just, I think the, the having to define like, oh, this is the <laughs> – when it comes to a record like this, uh, the – on one side, it is kind of silly to go already. Oh, she's the greatest women's college basketball player of all time. Well, let's pump the brakes on that or tear it down <laughs> on the other side. Well, let's pump the brakes on that instead of just like enjoying when you have someone like this that doesn't come around but once a, you know, a generation sort of feel. Uh, and again, I guess, you know, it's part of sports fandoms to, to side on one, on to, to go on one side and die on that hill and also kill everybody else on the other hill. Yeah. Uh, and that's just the way it is. I, don't get me wrong. I get it. And I've been on plenty of those hills myself as a sports fan. But, yeah, uh, incredible night for her. And, again, it was perfect the way she did it and where she just pulled up because that was a great shot. And then said, you know what, I'm just going to score a bunch of more points tonight and we're going to just destroy this Amazing. Yeah. It's, Amazing. It's Tech Talk here on Double T97.3 and DoubleT97.3.com. Back with more next. We'll get into some more Red Raider baseball. They'll be playing Tennessee starting their season. 6.30 coverage time. That's uh, how long we will go here on Tech Talk. Back with more next on Double T97.3. The podcast put together with Red Raider fans in mind. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. It is Tech Talk here on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. An hour and a half more with us as we lead all the way up to Red Raider Baseball. Taking on the Tennessee Volunteers to kick off their season 
in the Shriners Children's College Showdown there in Globe Life. You'll hear <coughs> Jamie Lint on the call with Dr. Mike Gustafson, Clint Scott, now welcoming in Chuck Hines. What's up, Chuck? Hey, Clint. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm I'm just uh, kind of getting ready for the evening and uh, everything that's going on. We're, we're actually uh, going to go down the street and see uh, Chicago tonight. All right. So uh, we'll get a little music uh, tonight. The uh, little culture, right? We, we have, you know, we've seen them before, but uh, it's like I explained to some folks. You know, the lucky lady, she likes to go see something other than sporting events. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying is a little give and take. Huh? A little give and yeah. take. But I, I love Chicago. I mean, they're one yeah. of my favorites. So I, I'm, I'm excited to see them tonight. Cause oh, that's you, good. Well, you know, you know all the music. Yeah. We'll, we'll know all the music. You may not know all the music, but we'll I know, know some of the music. You know, 25 to 6 to 4. Yes. That'll uh-huh. be the last song. Which uh, Gus made a reference to earlier. Is that right? Yeah. Does anybody know what time it is? That one I'm I'm lost. Okay. Okay. So they go. <laughs> I try. I I uh, swing and a miss. That's all right. That's okay. It's 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 all it's all good. So we'll have uh, we'll have that tonight and uh, catch up on the baseball game uh, when I get home and uh, yeah. hopefully uh, hopefully Jamie and Gus can uh, can pitch them to a victory tonight. And speaking of swings and misses, hopefully uh, they're missing what they're throwing. Uh, right. We're live from the First United Bank studio. You can call us on the Visual Edge IT hotline, 806-771-0973. You can also hit us up on the Yates Pouring Center chat line, thoughts, comments, questions. Go ahead and start getting those questions in for Ask Tech Talk. That's brought to you by Visual Edge IT. We'll do that at 545. Take us anywhere with the mobile app brought to you by Happy State Bank. We're also streaming live on Fox 34 News now and on YouTube. Kyla Brown behind the glass taking care of us. Well, you just got a, a jam-packed weekend. Of course, Getting to that point where basketball is still playing, and right uh, right now for our airwaves, you got high school basketball going as well. Boys are about to start high school basketball. You have a a road trip to Waco. I do I do we're going to leave tomorrow afternoon and uh, see what happens with the Baylor Bears on uh, on Sunday. They play there at uh, at three o'clock, and uh, Baylor's not going to be happy. They're coming off of a loss to Oklahoma. Lady Raiders aren't happy because they're coming off of a a loss. They're in a little bit of a losing skid right now. They're going to honor, honor Brittany Griner on Sunday. That oh. won't make me happy. It won't make anybody happy. Oh, good. Yes. Oh, good. Right. <laughs> good. Yeah. What a joy. What a oh, joy. Right. Oh. You know, I've been to I've been to Baylor when they've won, uh, wrapped up a Big 12 championship, and we had confetti coming down, and they wheel out all their trophies, and, you know, and I'm like, I'm not going to forget this, you know, mm. and they got the – I wonder if we'll see the two weirdos that wear all gold. <laughs> I mean – We've seen these guys. We've seen these guys in baseball, and I've seen them at women's basketball games too. They literally wear all gold. Okay, gold hats and gold jackets and gold pants and gold shoes. What are the chances that they're in Arlington right now? Chris got Baylor going uh, here at this deal too. So maybe if you're lucky, they, they they're there. Jamie. They're there. Yeah, Jamie. Jamie and you'll, Gus. you'll hear. <laughs> Jamie on the call. Like, Look at those wackos down there. And <laughs> he won't say that though. He'll be nicer than that. Okay. May, yeah, probably. He'll be maybe he'll be, uh, Gus. We'll see. We'll yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Maybe Gus. Okay. Or if I see him, I go. Well, you guys did baseball this weekend. <laughs> did you run into a guy named Mike Gustafson? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, maybe they'll drop one of their trophies when they wheel them out too. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. Because I mean, I gotta say, I, mean, I know. Uh, obviously, right now you are trying to. Uh, Find yourself a little bit for your Lady Raider basketball. Well, they need and, to get healthy. Now, I mean, they've yeah. they've got they've had they had three out. I mean, and, and look, it's no excuse. Everybody's got some injury problems, but you know, you start off the season with two down, and then 
you lose one in the Cincinnati game, you lose one in practice in Cincinnati, and mm-hmm. you lose one last weekend against UCF. So yeah, you, just need, you need to get a little healthy. As you're trying to get healthy, as you're trying to find your footing, as you're trying to almost do a, a reset and just you know find your way into the wind column, boy. Well, this Sunday, would be huge. Sun, Sunday, if you were to do it in Waco, would be a big way to do it. Let me just tell you this. Somebody says this. Do you think they intentionally chose the Tech game to retire Grinders, Grinders jersey because she decked that Tech player back in the day, Jordan Barncastle? No, I don't. And they gave Tech a, a heads up that they were going to do this. Apparently, get, apparently this is Grinders' like, opportunity to be back in Waco when her schedule mm-hmm. allows. Mm-hmm. just so happens we're the opponent. Yeah. Well, here's the deal. The Lady Raiders win on Saturday, on Sunday. Just so happens that Jordan Barncastle will be the honorary player of the game. Okay. <laughs> I like it. Okay. Okay. So I'll, stand I'll by for your that. Heads at, if you yeah. if you okay. see in the left hand column, okay, if you see in the left hand <laughs> column, Lady Raiders with more points than the than the Baylor Bears, okay, tune in. To, tune in, okay, and right at the end, we're going to give away the the player of the game, okay, and it's going to be whomever. Okay, the whole uh-huh. cast of them, maybe. Uh-huh. And honorary player of the game will be Jordan Barncastle. Oh, I okay. like it. Yeah, I mean, it's been 10, 12 years, but still, I mean, she got popped in the nose and then went to the free throw line and hit two free throws. I mean, Griner just cold cocked her. Well, it's, it's one of those. It doesn't matter how long. Uh, you know, it's, it, it, it's like the Marcus Smart stuff. You're not going to forget that. Yeah. And you're never going to let go of that, nor should you. Yeah, see, see, uh, see uh, sometimes I'm a forgive but never forget guy. This is don't forgive and I'm not going to forget. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Not <laughs> a chance yeah. to both. Yeah. yeah, so I don't care what that makes me. There's, again, sometimes you forgive and forget. It makes For, you sometimes, con- sometimes you forgive but never forget. This is one of those don't forgive and don't forget it you know what as long as you keep on not forgetting and not forgiving the situation it makes you consistent and that's what we want in sports consistency and in life we want consistency how are you feeling about aims tomorrow uh not great see Uh, my gut says yes i hope so i hope i I hope you're right okay look i i don't think i I don't think that you're going in there with just a zero percent chance right at all it's just one, we know it's a tough matchup. The the concerns with Warren Washington. Uh, one, will he won't won't he play? I don't think he uh, will. Will and even if he were to, how close to one hundred percent is he? I don't think he's going to either. That's what my gut tells me. You can still win, but I mean, you're going to have to have a lights out shooting performance. Well, you had that on Monday night. That's true. It's capable. You're capable you're of You're capable having, of doing it. You're capable of having that. That's on the whiteboard. Uh Darian D5. Yeah. Uh, why don't you go 12 for 12 again? Get another 30 in there and then I don't we'll even think he has else. to go 12 for 12, but I mean it would be <laughs> helpful, right? Yeah. It'd be it'd be helpful if he if he did that. But, but I think you know t- I mean do you have to do the simple well, I say the simple things. You have to do the little things and the important things. I mean, if you're turning the ball over like crazy, you're not going to give yourself a chance. If you're not trying to find good shots, if you're rushing yourself on offense, you're not going to give yourself a chance. You're going to play exactly what Iowa State's defense wants to do. Um, And so you can win. It's just the goodness. It is going to be an uphill climb to do it. And if you were to do it, I mean, by far, best win of the season, and I don't see how you can have a better win in the season the rest of the way out other than whatever you do post-season-wise. I'm bullish. I like it. Bullish on the weekend. Uh, We'll get more into the weekend. We'll also look more 
uh, into the Big 12, and also your matchup with Iowa State. Uh, we'll talk more Arlington as well. It is Tech Talk here on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. We'll be right back with more next. podcast put together with red raider fans in mind this is the tech talk podcast from double t 97.3 presented by cantex roofing and construction tech talk here on double t 97.3 double t 97.3.com happy friday hopefully you got a great weekend in store clint scott chuck hines kyler brown behind the glass taking care of us an hour more with us and then it is the kickoff to Red Raider baseball's season. They'll take on the Tennessee Volunteers game one. They will see Nebraska tomorrow, and then they will see Oregon on Sunday. I still don't like Nebraska. I mean, I know that that's – I don't Mm -hmm. like them in anything. I think uh, my disdain has softened for them a little bit. It has. I I don't disagree with you. It it, it has. But I wouldn't say I'm over here just, man, I hope they turn around that football program. (laughs) Wouldn't say right. that, right? Right. <laughs> uh, you're you're taking on Iowa State tomorrow again, ten o'clock start time. Coverage wise, here on Double T ninety seven three, Jeff Haxton and Chris Level, eleven a.m. tip. You're bullish on this game. I am bullish on this game. I, I well, I just, I just have a, a good gut feeling. I'm not. I don't know that I'm bullish. I'm not. I'm not racing out to, <laughs> you know, kind of lay down anything on it. But I mean, I, I you know, it's. It's a place where you've had success. Mm-hmm. You've won there. I mean, it's been a while since you've won there. But, I mean, you know, you and I, I don't have the exact numbers in front of me when the last time you won there or not, but it doesn't matter. I mean, you you know, it's not – they're not invincible. But I do – I think they are tough. I think they're well coached. Mm-hmm. That's more – they're not invincible, but, man, it's, it's more of the, uh, the horrible road record and conference play – because for the most part, everybody has protected their home court, especially yeah. the, the the better teams, yeah. unless you're the Texas Longhorns, which again makes no sense uh, with them. But it, it is it, it's a conference where it's just so tough to win on the road, and then you add in to me that they're right now one of the two Big Twelve favorites and have been playing like it. Um, if I if I wasn't, you know, a, a fan of a team. <laughs> Playing them on Saturday, mm-hmm. I would tell you I really enjoy the way they play the game of basketball because it's a tough brand. Um, <clears throat> I like the style of play that Ultraburger has brought, and I think the most important to them is because they they don't have a Iowa State doesn't have just a, a superstar that's going to jump off the page like some of the Big Twelve teams do. Um, when no, you they're look leading scores the in in over overall for the season. They're leading scores, averaging thirteen point eight. No, but but. Everybody in that team has bought in to what Ultraberger mm-hmm. wants to do, and yeah. that's what's dangerous. And then when you add in, like you said, yeah, Gilbert leads him with 13, and then Taman Lipsy can score. He's right at 13. They have a freshman, Milan Mamchilovic, which is a very fun name to say. He's their leading three-point guy. Yeah, and he is. I hope I don't know what, if he's got like draft stock or anything or what the deal is with him. I hope he leaves because I think he's going to turn into a nightmare the longer he stays there. But they have all of these guys um, that average around that mark, and then they've got pretty good bench production. It just feels like uh, a team where if one of those guys has an off night, like a Tame and Lipsy, that they have enough around them that it's not going to kill them, and they can pick up that guy around them. And for the most part. They've done that, and I think when you take away, well, they don't have a superstar, 
but everybody seems like they're around the same level is what makes this team dangerous. Well, and they don't give up. I mean, I mean, they, two years in a row they should have lost at TCU. Yeah. Uh, last year, TCU played TCU and Iowa State played ahead of us, mm-hmm. and I think that game went into at least one overtime. But Iowa State came back and won that game, mm-hmm. and kind of stole a game, and then. And then they won this year at TCU by a single tally, 73-72. That was January 20th. And then earlier this month, they're playing at Baylor. This is the game that Scott Drew got thrown out of. Yeah. And they're down like 12, 14 points. And I'm watching the game, and they start coming. They go on this like 14-0 run, and then all of a sudden it's like, whoa. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, and, then, and then they still have a shot at the end of the game, and the kid lifts up the, the three, right, mm-hmm. banks it home. But it's a tenth of a second too late. Otherwise, they really steal one at Baylor. Wasn't that crazy? What What would the because uh, okay? So you had that game, and then three technicals in total. Of course, both that get Scott Drew tossed, um, and you know they come back almost win it. Like you say, you have that last second that they uh, that he doesn't get it off in time. But you still have the Mac Road situation at the end, right? Saying hey, like the ref, the best league in basketball. The, the the referees need to mm-hmm. mirror that. What would that have been? Because I, I thought he said said it fairly calmly, sternly, but calmly. <coughs> would that have been a total scorched earth situation if they had lost that game? Probably. I mean, it was pretty scorched. I mean, he he got twenty five grand coming out of his pocket. That's true. Word wise, it was still scorched earth. I yeah. just it, there wasn't like fire and brimstone did behind get, it. Did self get fined twenty five grand too? I haven't, I haven't. I didn't even see if Kelvin Sampson. Which I, I guess Self came out and said something about the ref. And Kelvin Sampson went a roundabout way in his of. Yeah, well, he, I can't say anything because I'm going to get fined. Right. Yeah. You know, right. So it's which translation. <laughs> I really want to talk about this, but I don't want to talk about. It's the old. If you if you're if you're old enough to remember this, I mean, you can go back and look at the the, the YouTube clip when Billy Tubbs was coaching at Oklahoma, mm-hmm. and and so it's a it's a. It's an awful game. It's a poorly refereed game. It's a big eight game, and um, the fans started throwing stuff out on the out on the court. And Billy Tubbs grabs the microphone from the PA announcer. He goes, "No matter how bad the refereeing is, please don't throw anything on the floor." Basically, and he got boom, boom. You know that was that was it for Coach Tubbs that night. <laughs> what I'm sticking up for you, but it's a classic. Sort of. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, the Kelvin Sampson thing is like you have said so much about the thing that you're not talking about, like. Like the wink, wink, we know exactly your feelings without you saying anything. But, you know, Iowa State, I mean, they've, they've won three in a row and they've won seven of their last eight. Mm-hmm. Their, their losses are the road loss to Baylor. They lost at BYU. No, no, but, they, you know, they lost by 15 there. So that was, that was not a good night for them. But, and then they lost to Oklahoma uh, when Oklahoma was really, I think, playing well. Yeah, the the Iowa State team that started Big 12 play against Oklahoma. Well, it's so interesting because immediately they go from that and then they give Houston one of their only, you know, what, three losses. Um, and then that BYU game just felt so strange because it, it just felt like the opposite of what they have been the That's rest of the way. That's a tough environment there, though. Oh, sure, yeah. That's a tough – no matter how nice those people are, you get them in a basketball arena, ferocious <laughs> – did you get a cougar tail while you were there? Did not. Oh, I saw the concession stand. Here's the deal. You'd, I would have had to walk up almost like 30 rows of stairs and steep, but mm-hmm. it was I didn't have enough I didn't have enough time, but I saw where they sell them. Okay. I saw where they sell them. <laughs> I did, but so I you marked it. it so next time you get it before 
going down the steps. Yeah. Right? Well, I don't know. Mm, that's a, yeah. that's an awful lot of food. <laughs> I am a I'm a big fan of the maple donut. So that's what okay. if I if I ever make my way over there to Provo. And here sometimes, like when Joyce was there for football, they put bacon on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the uh, fat kid over here, that's right up my alley. Uh, what about the rest of the Big 12? What what games are, are jumping out at you? If you are looking uh, for the schedule, you'll have uh, Kansas at Oklahoma, Texas at Houston, a disgusting battle of purple, TCU at Kansas State, BYU at Oklahoma State, Cincinnati at UCF, and then your 5 o'clock tip, Baylor at West Virginia. I I picked uh, I picked West Virginia to to uh, to win. Okay. Um, I don't think that's that, crazy. That that's a home game. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I I also picked Texas to win, but that, but that's more wishful thinking than anything else. Yeah. So those are the games that those are the games that I really have my eye on this weekend. Those those two in particular, because um, I think you know those are the two teams that are that are ahead of you. You know mm-hmm. the if 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 Houston were to lose and if you know, West Virginia were to beat a Baylor, then you know Red Raiders are going to find themselves on top of the of the Big Twelve. It's it's a difficult spot, right? Because if you're looking <coughs> at Houston and you're doing uh, like a projected loss counter of okay, well, where can they drop some games because they've been playing so well? Although it's a home game for them and they haven't lost, Texas has been much better on the road. I, I I like the wishful thinking saying that, but that's where it's hard, right? Because you don't want to root for the Longhorns, but you want to root for Houston to lose. <laughs> so you really right. need them to, to do you a solid because after that, I, I think if they're going to drop some games, it's going to be in the stretch because, again, Texas at home and then a home game, but taking on Iowa State we just talked about, and then they'll go to Baylor. So it feels like if they could really get either a clutch on the Big 12 over the next three or, you know, pick up a loss or two, which would be huge. And there's a bunch of teams in the Big 12 in that mix, and you're certainly one of them that's hoping that that happens. See, I think – and I think Texas is fighting for their NCAA life. Yeah, I, I agree. You I know, agree. I don't – I think they are they are in trouble, and, and at some point in time they're going to have to play with their hair on fire. And, and maybe tomorrow is the start of that. There's a lot of time to, to play your way out of the tournament right now if you're not, like, locked in. Right, I, but, I, I mean, that's, where that's they are Texas at 5 right and now. 6, they're, yeah. in real, they're in real trouble. It is Tech Talk. Get your questions in for Ask Tech Talk next here on Double T 97.3. This has been the Tech Talk Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at double T 97.3.com.